Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Happy Thursday, everyone. Today is the final day before I head out for my vacation, at least from the show. We do still have one episode before my vacation of Virginia Reloaded on Saturday night at 10 p.m. And then I will be back next weekend to do the show. So we're not going to miss any Virginia Reloaded. But next week, the whole entire week, no Fireside Chats. I need a break. I've been working five years and written articles every freaking week for five years, multiple articles a week. Lowest I've got is three. Uh, Max I got is 12 articles in one week. And I've been doing that for five years and haven't taken a break yet. So I am taking a break next week just to let you guys know that I won't be on. I'll be running some clips on my other channel, but as for me, I will be in sunny Florida with my kids. Hi, Space Texan. Hi, Gorillas and Guns. Chris Shoemake, Flying Rich, who looks really familiar. Uh, Shooting Gallery, New England. We are live, and we are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is the only gun-friendly cryptocurrency on the market with three-second processing times and low transaction fees. It is perfect for your gun business. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. I love those guys over there at Tusk. And in addition to Tusk, we are also brought to you by Black Swan Tactical, where you can get all your gears, really cool t-shirts, and even the Gorilla and Guns shoe line. And also we have Sandhill Shooters line and my line and everyone else's line of stuff. We got to get a Flying Rich line up there. Flying Rich, talk to me and we will work that out. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more. There's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And remember, you can use code CRUMPY for 10% off. And once and finally, I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump. Now with five minutes gone, let's bring on the guest of the hour. He is a guy that flies an airplane. Uh, Well, I I use that term loosely because he usually ends up crashing the airplane. If I crashed an airplane, it'd be like one time. I'd be like, all right, I'm never flying again. But this guy doesn't give up. He crashes them over and over and over again. And his name is 
Flying Rich, the Florida man. But it's not the same plane. And of the course. second crash I got, and I just scratched this finger right here. If you if you crash a plane, you're probably not going to fly the same plane. Uh, the second one I'm going to fix and uh, fly again. Uh, okay, the guy that crashes a lot, Florida man, he tried to kidnap me with his van full of ammunition. And candy. I, and candy. I got away, though. Got away, though. <laughs> so... Uh, so we're gonna, let's see. We're going to get into your plane in a minute. But uh, there is something out there called the Conversation Group. Is that like The View, but for straight people? It is a couple of pro-gun organizations. Pro-gun, and no, FOAC's not one of them. So if you think I'm going to bash FOAC again, I'm not going to bash FOAC today. I'm going to bash other groups today, but I'm not going to even name them. Because they know who they are, and I am pitting this out to them. The conversation group is a couple pro-gun groups, and also uh, bombs demand action. I will name the anti antis: Every Town, Brady, and Giffords. And the point of the group is to find common ground. Guess who wasn't invited to this group? GOA. GOA. SAF. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I know GOA, SAF. I'm not sure about FBC or NRA. I know they're not in it, but um, I don't think even think NRA would join this crazy group. So these couple of gun organizations are pushing, and uh, I don't think HR8 is going to pass. I think it's basically dead, but there is another bill coming right behind it. And I'm pretty sure it came out of this group. So, well, is Rob Pincus running for like the leader of this group? Is is that what's going on? I did say they, Rob they Pincus need to pay was a leader, it. like you know, chairman of the board, a I'm lot not, of money. I'm not going to name. I'm not going to. Oh, oh, did I name names? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm. So I'm not, not going to name names for this. I'm going to make give them the. I, I'm. I'm letting them know that I'm coming after them. And I'm going to come after them with a sledgehammer. I'm going to blow it up. But I, names I, will I'm be just, named. But I, but when, when, when I swing, I'm going to swing for a knockout. Do you know what ticks me off about stuff? All right, so I'm on an acre and a quarter in Florida here, and mm-hmm. I can set up a range on my property as long as the rounds don't leave my property. So two rules in Florida for a range. One, you have more than an acre. Two, the rounds don't leave your property. You know what I want? I don't want to piss off my neighbors. I want a silencer. Why does a silencer have to cost me $200 and I have to wait some indeterminate amount of time? My name isn't John Crump, so I don't have to wait quite as long as you. But this is crazy. When everybody says, oh, well, Europe does this. Well, you know what Europe does? Europe lets you walk into the store and walk out with a silencer, just like when you buy a rifle, because in Europe it's considered rude not to use a silencer when you hunt. Yeah, check this out. Um, Space Texan has 15 acres. 15 acres or 15 silencers? 11 acres. Oh, in Texas, you need 11 acres? Jesus. Yeah. Texas isn't as gun-friendly as people think it is. Wow. Well, uh, at least Texas allows you open carry. Florida does not. Yeah, we're allowed to open carry in Virginia. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, uh, I, I was illegal. in Texas, and Texas was no masking except at the damn airport. So that was kind of nice. Morning, Texas. When I was hauling, uh, shooting with the bearded black cowboy, Chris Ann Hall. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm hauling my, you know, AR rifle case and uh, stuff like that around the airport, and I can't breathe, and I'm dragging 200 pounds of gear with me. No. You know what's cool about flying with firearms is they can't overweight you or oversize you. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll take something out. Where do you want me to carry this? Let me just <laughs> stick it in my carry-on. It's like, yeah, no problem. I got this. Now, uh, so different airlines have different requirements on that. Southwest is 11 pounds, and it's 11 pounds per person, not per person per bag. You're allowed to check bags, but only 11 pounds of ammo per person. So uh, check your airlines as to how much ammo you can have with you. Oh, did you uh, have more than that or what? Well, the interesting, uh, last couple of times I've flown, they haven't weighed the ammo. They haven't even, you know, uh, southwest at West Palm Beach, there was some, you know, nice older lady, and she checked all of my damn firearms. I was shocked she even weighed my ammo individually. And I had a little too much ammo with me, and I, I had to. My wife was waiting at the cell phone waiting area, and because uh, I didn't weigh it with a precision scale, and I'm like, all right, I'll call my wife and have her come back and pick up some ammo. But I had to give her a couple of boxes of ammo because I was slightly over 11 pounds. That's not hard to get uh, overweight with that. Well, it, like with AK ammo, that's pretty easy. That's only a few boxes. Yeah. So AR ammo. We, it's. When were you in Texas? Um, like three or four weekends ago. That's just good. did a long weekend. Why didn't you fly yourself? Because <laughs> my plane is in um, Jane's Field in um, let's see, Minnesota. Why is it there? Because uh, I, I was working at the Mayo Clinic at the time I crashed the plane, and oh. I so I trucked it up there to work on it. And it's been there since because it's a cheap hangar. And um, what I'm, that's why I fly private. <laughs> Girls and guns are saying, you know, that, that's the joke I always say is, you know, flying private, at least you can carry a full size shaving cream and a loaded firearm on you. Yeah. And depending on what state you land in. And my luck, I'd probably land in the wrong state. You get, um, get locked up. So actually, my, my buddy's in Michigan, and he said he's got space at his airport. And so if everything goes right, because right now I'm working remote, so it doesn't wear where remote I work as long as I can work. So my plan is if I sell the house in New York and there's still time left in the summer before hell freezes over in Michigan, I'll move my plane to his airport, stay at his place, put the plane back together, and then fly home. Oh, that sounds cool. Now stop by your place. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, just don't get too close. Actually, to... I was I was flying in New York just before he kidnapped you. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. You did a flight. Tell us about that. So I flew from Isla MacArthur over to Bridgeport, and my instructor picked up a student, and he did his long night cross country. Uh, in the plane. So I just, it, we returned back to Bridgeport and then I flew back to Islip. I, 
it's been six years since I've flown any plane. And I guess it's six years since I've flown that plane specifically, which was a Cessna 172. And I took off and I didn't have my reading glasses on. And the, the stock instrumentation in a Cessna 172 is incredibly poor. The lighting on the gauges, all of that, it's just awful. It's like 1950s car type gauges. And, you know, like the um, face isn't translucent and the light doesn't come through them. It's like the light bleeds over the edge. It, it's a really bad, bad gauge. Well, my eyes got worse. I could barely read the freaking gauges. So especially like the tachometer, which is like down below the yoke, you kind of got to look around to see it. So yeah. anyhow, night flight, first flight in six years with eyes that were getting worse. Uh, it, you know, I, I feel as though I still have the skill set. I'm a thousand hour instrument rated pilot. But like the communications on the radio, I really got to listen to like live ATC to, to get back on that again. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, did you see my interview with Pincus? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was commenting on that cause you did a replay. Yeah. You, you pre-recorded it and then you did like a live premiere, right? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, you know, I kind of want to ask you about that also. Um, I think I, I mean, I read what he wrote and, you know, I, I think I'm a smart guy and I think I know pretty big words, but I wouldn't use that many big words in a, in an encyclopedia, let alone, you know, a two page document. Um, he had zero facts in anything he said. He said homicides are on the rise. It's like, oh, now, if you talk numerical homicides like 2019 versus 2020 or, you know, a three-year rolling average, yes, numerically, homicides rose. But statistically, per capita, they went down and gun sales went up exponentially and homicides flatlined. So he, he didn't quote any numerical statistic whatsoever. He no. just said... We all consider this. We we all know certain people shouldn't have guns. And when I asked him about that during your show, he's like, well, you don't think drunk people should have guns. I'm like, who's drunk all the time? I I may have been drunk once in my life. That doesn't mean I should be you know precluded from having guns. So that that was really weasel words. Uh, you know, that was the dumbest argument that you could make for. When you yourself said, we all know certain people shouldn't have guns, we all can agree on certain people shouldn't have guns. And when you say, well, drunk people shouldn't have guns, I, I have a lot less respect for the man. I, I've heard questionable things about him in the past that he may not be the 2A guy we think he is. And it just sounds to me like this was an audition for a group that was going to work together with both sides um, to determine what our rights would be. Yeah, there is a group like that out there, like I said earlier, that I, that I want known that I know who you are, that you're a member of. That's nuts. That's just crazy. Um, and uh, I'm, I plan on going after that group. Hey. And I, I always love your articles because you always have the inside dirt. Uh, people you talk to me. You have a vast network. Yeah. Um, I have a superpower, and it's knowing people. 
<laughs> oh, I thought it was name dropping about the people you know. It's not name dropping. Oh, I don't. I don't name drop many people. You know, some of the people I know behind the scenes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I, I, I always, I'm always impressed with what you come up with and the information. Well, well that's how I come up with it. People talk to me. Um, most of my information comes from people who aren't like well known, but. They're just in the right place. ATF agents and whatnot. And stuff yep. like that. Okay, uh, Space Texan wants to know how expensive is a maintenance on a plane? Oh, uh, okay. So that that's interesting. It's it's funny. I had this conversation with uh Patrick, Babyface P over the weekend. Um so a small plane let, let's just take a, a Cessna 172. A brand new Cessna 172 could cost up to 200 grand. It might even be more. A 50-year-old Cessna 172 could be 20 grand, or or maybe a 30-year-old Cessna could be 20 grand. And you got to realize there's three major components on an aircraft, just like a boat. There's the hull, you know, the fuselage. There's the power plant, and then there's the instrumentation, the avionics. So you could have. Uh, an engine. So typically they say a like combing engine is good for 2000 hours before uh, overhaul. Most of them never get there. You know, you're, you're overhauling the engine well before 2000 hours, but you might find a great airframe and 1980s or 1970s instruments in an engine that's nearly run out and be able to buy a plane for 20 or 30 grand. A cheap plane isn't necessarily a bargain. So always beware of that. And you're, you're probably better off not spending a small amount of money. Uh, so the, the last plane I had was 40 grand. And that was a home built. That was a Cozy 3. Uh, it had an old radio. Or, so I had old avionics. The engine was in good condition. Um, and I upgraded the instrument panel. And uh, experimental aircraft avionics are super cheap. So if you want to put an EFIS in the plane, it's only a few thousand dollars. I got a top of the line Navcom put in because it's always good to be able to talk and hear and navigate. Um, let's see, what else did I install? Installed an autopilot and like two small EFIS systems. My so I did some upgrades. Oh, and, and the electric nose lift. The manual nose lift is a real pain in the ass. Uh, so I put in an electric nose lift. What the hell is that? All right, so if anybody saw the thumbnail, the nose gear retracts on that plane, and you park it down on its nose. So if you Google, I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, 144TJ. So if you Google November 144TJ, you'll see pictures of my plane. And you may see one with it parked. Uh, that was at, like, Rough River. Actually, what, what site is that? Um, flightaware.com has that picture posted. And yeah, they so also copyrighted river. it. So I couldn't use Boy, it. It's my picture. I gave it to them. I took that picture. Well, they copyrighted it. Oh. Yeah, sorry. So um, I, I've for a long time had bad back pain, and the way you get into that plane is you lift it in the worst possible way by bending over and, like, using your back, you know, pulling up on the canard, and then you crank, reach into the cockpit and crank the nose gear down. With the nose lift, uh, you can load the plane fully up, start the engine hole, shoot match, then hit the button, and the nose gear extends. Interesting. So, 
big, big play. I would not uh, get one of those points without a nose lift. So it's flight aware is the one that you gave to him, right? Yeah. I'm going to bring it up right here. Yeah. They put a big watermark and they can search our watermark yeah. on there. Yeah. That, that's my picture. You know, I took that picture. Uh, that's my picture, my plane and my wife. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, I guess, uh, back when she would ride in the plane with me. She won't run. Oh, I wonder why she won't run in the plane with you. Maybe because you crash it. There yes, you go. Yes, I crashed that one. Oh wow, there, there's a watermark across the hole. I thought it was just in the right corner. No, no, no. They put it across the whole thing. Yeah. And what they can do is they can search for thumbnails. Oh, okay. So uh, that plane has a 320 cubic inch like combing uh, carbureted. And uh, has four cylinders, so they're coffee can-sized cylinders. And basically, max RPM is 2,700 RPM. It develops 150 horsepower. And I'll cruise along at like seven, eight thousand feet at about 150 knots over the ground. Uh, Space so, Texan says that uh, um, he's not going to do experimental aircraft. No, yeah, well, so. Um, yeah, you, you could get a Cessna. So here's the thing. Here's the problem with uh, something like a Cessna 172 is you're flying slightly over 100 miles per hour at like max speed. You, For personal airplanes to be reasonable, you really need to fly close to 200 miles an hour. Um, just about when you're talking about convenience sake. Now, a slower plane is fine. Say if you're on Long Island, you want to go to Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or something like that, or Block Island. That's fine because the only way you'd get there is, you know, if you have a boat or, you know, you drive 16 hours and take a ferry. So, um, but if you want to get somewhere, like I used to work in Monroe, Louisiana, and I'd fly back home, uh, sometimes just for a long weekend or something like that. It, it would actually take me longer to fly commercial because of the drive time to the airports, TSA waiting. The flight was, you know, a fraction of the time, a half or a third of the time. But with all of the driving I would have to do, just the driving alone was longer than the five hour flight. So I would um, pack the plane. I'd pre-flight the plane the night before, like Friday night, Saturday morning, I'd get up before dawn, get out to the airport, open the hangar door, drive my truck in next to the airplane, throw my stuff in the plane, push the plane out, close the hangar door, leave my truck there and, uh, you know, take off and watch a sunset from, I mean, sunrise from like 8,000 feet. It was just gorgeous. Now, now here, here's a question for you. Um, can you attach belt fed machine guns to it? Gorilla doesn't go. Much <laughs> so there's pods that go under the wing and, and I always want to put the baggage pods under the wing and make them look like, you know, uh, rocket launchers, it's you know, paint the nose of it. Okay. Now what makes an airplane an experimental airplane? Okay. Of so it's good question. It's not certificated, meaning that there is no company that builds them. This was built by a guy named guy in Melbourne, Florida. So, so you just find some plane that some random dude built in his garage. Okay. So my rule for buying an experimental airplane is buy one that has like several hundred hours on it. This had 400 hours on it when I bought it. So, you know, it's so, not going to fall out of the sky like a brick. 
Yeah, you know it's been through a lot of different situations, and he probably worked a lot of the gremlins out of it. Uh, uh, Swamp Dog Armory wants to know if you ever thought about supercharging it. (laughs) Uh, So here's what I know about aviation. A lot of guys, so the most expensive component on a home-built aircraft is typically the engine. And a lot of people try alternate power plants. There's no, there's no worse combination. Other people, I'd get a lot of hate mail from the EAA community. There is no worse combination in the world than having an experimental airplane and an experimental power plant. You want to bolt as stock an engine on in, a, in as stock a configuration as possible onto an airplane. That's, you do not want um, an experimental engine on an experimental plane. Oh, come on, are you chicken? Hell yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, there are some things I won't do. All right. All right. That that, that sounds uh pretty cool. I, I like the way it looks, man. Oh yeah. It's it's you're it's like an F sixteen. You have a side stick, you're raked back about sixty degrees in, in the, the seat, bubble canopy. Uh on a hot day, you know, you gotta put something up, like you have I have suction cup, you know, like how you put on a car to keep the sun off the baby or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got the suction cup uh, shade to put up there so I don't roast. Um, So the problem with airplanes is you need both like heat and air conditioning. Typically you don't need air conditioning for very long. A friend of mine with a similar plane, he built uh, an air conditioner out of a cooler. So you just put ice in a cooler with a water and a pump and a blower fan. Because on the ground, so the worst case in this this aircraft is if you taxi and it's hot, let's just say it's summer in Florida, you taxi with the canopy open, it hinges on the right side, and you know before you take off, you lock it down and uh, you take off. But if it's raining and it's hot out, that you're cooking, you're like you're dying until you get the plane rolling. So that that's real bad. Now, you lose three and a half degrees per thousand feet. So let's just say you go up to 10,000 feet. It's 35 degrees cooler. So if it was 90 degrees on the ground, it's now 55 degrees at 10,000 feet. So in the same day, you could need both air or in the same 10 minutes, you could need both air conditioning and heat. Very interesting. And and my plane has neither. It's just got some vents. Are uh, you going to put any of those in? Yeah, I, I do plan on putting heat on the in the plane. I got all the parts, just haven't done it yet. Uh, but I, I would fly with like an electric motorcycle vest. Um, I made up some, you know, heating elements that I could put in my shoes because my toes get cold. Okay, here, but, here, here's a question for you, Rich. Would you take one of those drone taxis they were talking about? Drone taxi. All right. So when I started flying private, like in other people's planes, um, and and I'm not talking anything exotic, I'm talking like two seaters, that kind of stuff, two seaters, four seaters. Um, I used to get kind of weird because I was not, not that I was a pilot at the time, but I would have all of the controls in front of me and worst case scenario, I could actually fly a plane, you know? And the idea of being in the back with another hundred or so or 200 people and none of them, you know, who is the pilot? Did he have a good day? You know, you kind of go through those thoughts 
and uh, it's it's a little weird. Uh, so worse yet, I guess something where you have no control whatsoever, and it's going to pick you up and fly you somewhere, and you're totally dependent on the cheapest software developer in the world that they hired on Fiverr or something like that to write the uh, flight controls. Yeah. By the way, have you seen uh, this? Let's see if I can get it in here. Uh, if you got to watch your commercial first. There's no commercial. This is this is what I wanted to show you. It's it's from Ring. Um, yeah, is it from for, for the people from? who can't see it? It's a video. I'll I'll describe the video as we go along. But check this out. Can you hear it at least? No. Okay, I have to turn it. It's a oh, security no drone. Really? So it, it hears people, then it go finds them. Oh, very cool. All right, so now that's the question. Can you own that? Like, at least with maybe one-ounce bottle rockets. That would be awesome. But yeah, it docks? Is that the coolest thing in the world? Dude. All right. The, it can navigate the, around the chandeliers? Yeah, it, it will. That's freaking awesome. So you can, like, do it so, but if, like, if you're out of town, you can pit it so it will patrol every once in a while, or you can just pit it so it will respond to noises. That's freaking nuts. That is brilliant cool. All right, so, John, you, you did software development, right? Yeah, a little bit. All right, so w- one of the things I'm embarrassed at as a techie pilot software developer is uh, it, there's Victor Airways, and it used to be when you plotted a course, you had to put every point, like every VOR would be a waypoint on a Victor airway. So you'd enter at, you know, a particular VOR, then you'd fly VOR, 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 and then you'd finally maybe exit that Victor airway and go in another direction to another airway or another airport or something like that. I was so embarrassed when I saw this, that Garmin came out with it. They had a new flight planning tool. I think it was their 600 series GPS. So you would say, join Victor Airway at this point. And then there was a drop down for the exit. I'm like, I can't believe I never thought of that. I'm like, that was like, if I patented that idea, that's a brilliant idea. And I can't believe as a developer, I never thought of that because there's always an entrance. You specify the entrance to the Victor Airway and you specify the exit and then it fills in all the points. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I would fly a Victor Airway from Monroe, Louisiana to uh, Palm Beach, and I would not cut the corner, and or I wouldn't cut the corner and go over the Gulf, because I did that once, scared the heck out of me. And uh, what I found later on is when you file an IFR flight plan, that's Instrument Flight Rules flight plan, it was always better to use the bare minimum minimum amount of points because they would always change, even though they would confirm your flight plan. And before you take off, they'd verify that this was the flight plan you were approved for. Once you got in the air, they'd change you. So like, that's it. I'm, I'm doing one point next to the airport. I'm doing one point like a Perry Foley, Florida, where I'm hitting the corner. And then I'm doing a point because I'd land at Fox 45. I'm pointing actually to where the airport is. Actually, it's that way. Um, one point before, it's Pahokee, uh, right before Fox 45. And this way, if they asked me to change something, it wasn't a big deal. 
So it's a, like a turn. It's, it's like a turn by turn GPS or a plane. Welcome to Plane yeah. Talk on the Gun Network. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the um, you can do area navigation with a GPS, but traditionally it's been by VOR, and a VOR is a radio beacon, and it it gives out 360 radials, so you could fly precisely down like the 270 degree beam to a VOR. So this way you're not S-turning through the course. Um, they say VORs are going away because the advent of GPS, but an EMP naturally or not naturally occurring could take out our GPS satellites and really screw us. Uh, same thing about ILS systems. So the instrument landing systems that give you a glide slope and a center line. Um, they uh, are talking about them going away because a lot of the instrument approaches now are what they call RNAV, which is a GPS approach to a runway. And there is no ground-based equipment. It's just they did surveying and they published an approach based on GPS data. Uh, VA Wolf gave us a couple dollars. That's why you heard the Wolverine. I don't know. Did you hear the Wolverines? I didn't hear the Wolverine. Hold on, let me try it again. You don't hear it? No. $2.23. I wonder why that number. Uh, Maybe if we're good, he'll give us $5.56 later. Yeah. We're trying to work him up to the (laughs) 5.56. So I heard Swamp Dog Armory is going to be at Iraq Veteran. That's what I heard. I think he's going to be repping the... uh, Repping... um, Black Swan Media. Oh, yeah? I heard I'm going to be I, there, I got, too. I, I got a custom t-shirt that I did for uh, the range day. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it says Iraq Veteran, you know, IV-888. And it was, like, see, I think it's 20, was it 2018? There was fire. 2019, there was mud. 2020, there was the coronavirus. 2021, question mark. Oh, nice. That is very, very nice. That's what you should do. Yeah. But yeah. Um, man, I, I just wish I knew what the damn Wolverine sound was. <laughs> I've been playing that for like a, a, like a month and like no one told me that there's no sound anymore. Uh, and Shooting Gallery New England. I'm finally going to. It's funny. We Shooting Gallery New England and I were going to hook up a couple of times and that all, all got canceled for 2020. And for some reason, I thought I would meet you at Iraq Veteran for the first time and, uh, you know, shooting Gallery New England there. But uh, since we hooked up in Long Island, did I say Long Island? We didn't hook up in Long Island. (laughs) Whatever you say. Whatever you say, John. We went out to. (laughs) Before someone freaking captures that and all of a sudden video again. So many people want want me taken down they're gonna use that against me rich oh, look if you you're on the the show with me that's enough to take you down yeah people think i'm gonna go get them or something i don't know i'm waiting for you know to get blacklisted out of the 2a community because i spoke my mind who cares 
I mean, I mean, that's what I would say. Uh, they try to blacklist Carrie, and I still have her on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I I think there's there's people that don't get me wrong. Every, I want my videos to get views. I want my, but I don't want it. I don't want to make it happen. I want it to happen organically. I want to be able to create media that people consume and enjoy. And, you know, I don't want to make a contrived stink about something to escalate myself. You know, I think that's kind of the, the worst way to go. Yeah. People do it, you know, good for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if that's what you do, that's what you do. But at the same time, it's pretty scummy, I think. Yes, yes. And, and that's what I think. And you know what? I, here's here's the thing. I'm not the hardest working person in the two way world. I, I got a whole bunch of things going on that I'm interested in. <laughs> Read VA Wolf. He's like, what did you say? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I mean, I do this because I believe in it uh, and I like doing it. But yeah, it, I I don't have to do this. In you know, this has all been fun to me, and I'm having a good time with it. Um. The, the truth of the matter is, let, let's just say you paid yourself 10 bucks an hour for all of the money that I've made, whether it's from YouTube or Amazon affiliate marketing, I'm going broke. You know, it's, I got to use not, Amazon affiliate marketing. I got to get on that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not making 10 bucks an hour for the amount of effort that I put into this stuff. So, but I'm having a good time. Look, I'm meeting people like you. I'm meeting people like yeah. Hank and Patrick and Walter and. You know, going to cool shoots and doing some fun things. Things that I like shooting machine guns, like stuff like getting free t shirts from vendors, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, look, look so I came in the time. mail right before I got here, by the way. Wait, what do you got? Freedom. Freedom. Freedom Mag? Freedom. That looks like P Are they Gen 2, Gen 3? What do you Freedom. got? Gen 2. So. What is the cool? Oh, can can we talk about three D printing firearms? Absolutely, I don't care. What is the coolest gun you've three D printed? Uh, high point. Just joking. Uh, let me think. I mean, um, probably. I mean, I've done Glocks, of course. I did uh, an AR out of different types. uh, And uh, we did mag dumps until it melted. Oh, really? You melted? You you printed with PLA, Petchy? What did you print it with? Well, Petchy holds up better. I wanted to see what happens if you print with PLA and you just do mag dump after mag dump. And after about two mag dumps with PLA, it was done. Yeah, yeah. So I printed an AR9, and I kind of did a mashup of two designs, so I kind of have my own design out there. Um, that, that's probably cool. But I saw a CZ Scorpion, and uh, I, I was kind of thinking about printing that, but then I'm reading up on all the parts, and I didn't, didn't go out, and I'm like, you know, a 3D-printed CZ Scorpion is probably going to be twice as much as buying a CZ Scorpion. Well, um, 
check out JSD Supply. Keep an eye on them. Uh-huh. They're coming out with a uh, kit where you 3D print the parts and everything else is included in a kit. Okay. Right. Is like a CZ Scorpion one of those items? You can't well, say yet? Well, no, I can say it has everything you need to do. It's it's basically a 80% 3D, uh, CZ Scorpion. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Cool. How cool is that? A- any idea on the price? Uh, I don't know the price quite yet. Um, I know they've been waiting for two years to get approval from the ATF, uh, and I think we might sue over it. I I just think that's brilliant. It's like, hey, here's all the hard parts you need, and here's the, the STL file. Go print it. Have a great day. That's basically what they're doing. Nice. Brilliant. Smart move. Yeah. Uh, and, and you print your magazine too. Uh, you can print a magazine. I have printed magazines and they've held up pretty well. Uh, I have some AR, uh, some upper parts for an AR. If you want them, I don't have the the funds from the wife to uh, build another AR ten. <laughs> I have a very nice AR ten. Um, you know, Hank was saying uh, he he was talking about people not getting loans, and uh, like I'm not eligible for a loan. I tried to get a home equity line of credit. My credit score is too low, and really? it, and it tanked because um, the tenant on my house moved out in New York, and I blew ran up a whole bunch of bills on my credit cards to for the home improvement for the parts and stuff, and all of a sudden my credit rating went. So yeah. if I took the home equity loan beforehand. And then spent the money, I'd be okay. Yeah, that's that's the way they want it. They want it done. They they want it. Yeah. Um. I have a, I have an LLC, right? Um. That I do put all my money into from our writing and everything else. Then I disperse it to different charities and different stuff like that. Although I do want to take some money, um, and get these, uh, um, these mics. That's gonna help me on like on on uh when i do like remote shooting remote live streaming when i broadcast uh-huh. like other events like i've done in the past these mics will help me out doing it uh they're about 300 bucks so i might take some money out and do that but here's the thing um what, what the hell was i going with that oh i got you talking I, about loans yeah I, I i got on the yeah so um i had a company call me up they like do business loans out of the blue, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna give you a business loan for your business." It's like, uh, it's like, uh, I don't need a business loan. Well, think about what you can do with the capital. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I all my writing and my video revenue and right. my Patreon laptop and, here I travel, and all that goes into there, and then I disperse that to like different organizations and charities and whatnot because. That's just what I do with the money, right? I don't really pay myself a salary or anything. I just, you know, pass it on. Although I, I, I am going to break that promise and get those mics probably. Just helping out in the live stream. I usually pay out of pocket for everything, but, you know, my wife uh, says, no, you got to use that money <laughs> if you want those mics. But um, so I got I was 
arguing with this guy. I was like, dude, I don't need any money. I was like, I don't even know what I would freaking use the money for. You know? And he was like, oh, you know, you know, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, it's like, do you know what my business is? It's like, if, if I, if I need a piece of equipment, I, I got like people to buy it for me. Like uh, this mic, this mic is a freaking, sh- sh- you know what this mic is, right? No, I'm not sure. Is that it's, like an it, Ari or? No, it's a sure SM7B, which is like the gold stand. It's like the Ferrari of mics. It's, it's I, I'm like a SM57 guy, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> now, this thing is uh, it's it's pretty expensive, but uh, Amaland bought it for me. Nice. Um, I got a board here by cams, everything. So I really don't need the money from this loan company, but this dude was just insisting that I take the loan and spend and find something to do for money but on. Usually it. Usually they like, want you to take out a lot of money for a business loan. Yeah, it was like fifty thousand dollars. It's like <laughs> so you want me to take fifty thousand dollars um that I don't need and pay interest on it for money I don't need. Yep. Like you're smoking crack, dude. He's like, think you can use that money to to make other money. He's like, no, I can't. Like, you have no idea. It's not like I'm selling a product. It's not like I go buy product. You don't need to buy inventory. You don't need equipment. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, Black Swan Tactical. If you go to BlackSwanTactical.com and use code Crumpy for 10% off. Code Crumpy for 10% off. BlackSwanTactical.com that has the t-shirts and everything else. But um, Click. Click in the link, uh, the comments there. I threw up my uh, Teespring store. So if you want any of the designs for uh, Black Swan Tactical, I, I'll just send you the art. Yeah, let me take a look at that. Teespring rips you off, man. Yeah, they do. Go go with me. Cheaper. It could be most of the money. I help out, like, smaller creators. Um. Like gorillas and guns, who actually donates all his profits to charity. Um, also, because um, he was on, uh, he was on Teespring too, um, and some of the designs he didn't like because you couldn't do certain things. But uh, I, I don't want to make any money. I hate to say it. I don't want to make any money on Teespring. Yeah, um, it, it, it's not about the money. It's just about the fun. Yeah, well, I mean, like anything I make on Black Swan Tactical goes to like charity anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, and and uh, Black Swan Tactical did buy. Actually, that was out of my own pocket. Girls and guns, uh, girls and guns. Um, he, um, he, uh, what? Uh, he does so the the girls and guns shoe that doesn't have real gorilla blood in it, does it? No, no, no! It has There's my no blood, in, blood it. in there. Okay. No, but I have a I have a company that will make all that shit like locally, like not locally, but in in America. Really? Yeah. So it's not like uh, I don't know. I'm, I must be typing something wrong here, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm trying to bring up the Teespring, but it's not coming up. What the hell? All right, here it goes. No, uh, something's going on with your uh, pit flying ring. <laughs> Thinking that that drone too much. No, but like uh, the company I use, they're out of North Carolina, and uh, you know I send I, they have all the designs, um, and it goes out the same day. 
Oh, wow. Or maybe the next day. That's cool. But yeah, Gorillas and Gun host the, the Virginia Reloaded podcast, and his mic was trash, like absolutely trash. And I can tell him it was trash because um because um I, I we got him a new mic. Nice. So now he has a uh, blue snowball. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I have a Yeti somewhere in New York, I think. Yeah, I have a Yeti Blue, and I have a Blue Snowball that I use to travel with. But yeah, these are nice. I can do any of these, dude. Alrighty. For yeah, cheaper. So I'll send you the designs. So that earlier on, I was talking about the Iraq veteran shirt. So that was the uh, fire, mud, virus, and who knows. Yeah, so I that's didn't... the backside of the shirt. I didn't go last year. I can't remember. Something happened that... Well, there was... 2020, there was none. So the last... Yeah, 2020 was canceled. The year before that... uh, 2019. 2019, I was supposed to go, but then something happened last minute. In 2018, something happened last minute. Yeah, uh, so this year it's going to be at the same range that it was in 2018. So we're all going to be hanging out down there, man. Which is like a nine-hour ride, and... uh, Latest uh, latest word from the strange familia is uh, they're likely to go. No, yeah, yeah. That's so what that, I want to I want to ha- hang out with Hank. I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with uh, Cody. I want to hang out with all of you guys. And uh, the best part about it is, thanks to GOA, I'm not going to Black Fawn Media. I'm going to GOA, so I can go for free. Which ah, means cool. like they'll pay for my flight and, <laughs> and lodging. I just have to work the You're GOA fly. table. What? You're not gonna drive for nine hours, dude. I'm in freaking Northern Virginia, dude. Oh, it is that far. It's about twelve hours. So I, I'm gonna be taking the envoy. I'm gonna be riding with like two other guys, maybe three guys, um, up there. And uh, I really wish I could take my wife's car because it self drives. Yeah, that that's really cool. And so I've been enjoying that. Well, also, why the hell would I drive if somebody's willing to pay for my plane ticket? Oh, dude, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, Wait, they can asked I rep me, GOA? Yeah. Who's well, this guy repping GOA in Florida? How come it's not me? Luis? Luis is like a <laughs> bulldog when it comes. He's freaking doing, I mean, I'm telling you, he's doing a bang-up job, man. Good for him. I mean, he's doing a bang-up job. So what do you think about Nikki Freed running for governor? News drop. No one knows that yet. News. Oh wait, wait. This was something I knew. You know what? Two, three years ago. Yeah, but you're telling but, me. But yeah, she's getting ready to announce. So look, Andrew Gillum. Uh, uh, all right, Flo- Florida. You got to know a couple of things about Florida. First off, your your CCW permit comes from the Department of Agriculture, and <laughs> Nikki Freed got elected to the Department of Agriculture. So when Corona came out, she put a stop on processing um, CCW permits because of manpower, blah, 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 whatever. You know, the, the left is happy at any moment and for no good reason whatsoever to deny you your rights, especially your Second Amendment rights. And 
she the the other stink about Nikki Freed was the gas pumps are certified by the Department of Agriculture. It just used to be like a sticker with a date and like a punch spot for like what month, what year it expires or something like that. Well, she did the stickers with her face on it. But, so that was a whole dust up. And <laughs> how how uh, how narcissistic do you have to be to do that? That's yep, insanely in narcissistic. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it said Nikki, N-I-C-K, quote, N-I-K-I, Freed. You know, it wasn't even professional. It was like, yo, dog, I'm Nikki Freed. You know, it, it's like, really? Really? That's So then the other thing, when Rush Limbaugh passed, uh, DeSantis ordered all the flags at half-mast. She directed the Department of Agriculture and their buildings not to. So in you know West Palm Beach, they're they're all commies in, in West Palm Beach, and they did the same, you know. So it's we we all knew that Nikki Freed was like a Soros plant to f with our uh, Second Amendment rights in Cal- I was going to say California in Florida, and that Nikki was going to be looking to go for governor. Now, look, I, I would hate to go up against DeSantis. He's a rock star. He's killing it. He's, did he did he really know, tell Biden to f off? Yes, yes, and he and one like that. I think that was the one week he told the reporters, "Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining." And, and I think you know a few days later he told Biden go f himself. He's he's plain smoking. He this I've seen a lot of people like uh, Dan Bongino is one of the people I respect, uh, fellow New Yorker, um, that. They're just plain spoken. They don't use all of these flower, flowery words like somebody that writes a treatise that we all should come together and doesn't use a one fact or metric at all in uh, his whole thesis. That sounds familiar. I, it, I, I had uh, in college, I had an English professor. He says, don't use a $5 word when a five cent word will do. And again, I think I've got a pretty damn large vocabulary. There were no stumpers in, in uh, Pincus's thesis. Uh, but I was like, why would you talk like that? I, I don't talk like that. You, you don't. Uh, the, the, here's the thing. Um, I, I could use a mass of words. I, gotta, I have a really, really big vocabulary. We know I can't get the words out a lot, but that's my autism speaking. But I do have a really big vocabulary when i write i I could use a lot of uh a lot of words big words but i don't because i want to be able to connect with the most people possible when people i'm not saying pinkus did this but when people usually use big words when they write stuff it's to try to get this air of superiority so you can't question them because they're educated because they're using these big words Right. And, and maybe you don't know the definitions of all the big words either. So you don't want to ask so you don't look stupid. Yeah. It's so uh, you, you um, do that. It, it, it's a technique that they teach in writing. I, I was, I was just shocked with, with all the $5 words in oh. that. Well, the $5 um, words, um, I, I will say, I don't know if he did this or Dan Gross did it, but there was a lot of, stuff um if you watch uh ben shapiro talking about debating uh he talks about saying we all agree we yes. all because that makes you give up ground 
unknowingly. So then you can think you can almost never win a debate if you give into those tactics. Yes. And in that yes. article, there's a lot of that. And that's at the beginning of the show. I, I was, uh, you know, watching your uh, premiere of that Pincus interview, and Pincus like, well, we could all agree, drunk people shouldn't have guns. It's like that's you're not defending your point there. And and what I find interesting is I a liberal is always certain that they're the best mastermind to dictate who has rights and who does not have rights. And, and as far as I'm concerned, Pincus is the biggest liberal out there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying that. Um, like I said, I want people to judge for themselves. People mm-hmm. like, why aren't you really weighing in on this? I'm like, because I want people to judge for themselves. I oh, have a I, very, I that... very strong uh, opinion on the whole thing. But, you know, it's my job as a reporter to um, to report the facts. I don't want to gatekeep. I don't want to tell people what to think. There's too many. In mm-hmm. my article I wrote, uh, when, I, when I kind of went through, I said, hey, look, this, these are my stances just because my bias might come through. But I don't want to gatekeep. I don't want to tell you what to think. There's too many people out there right. that was doing that, especially with the whole Pinka situation. There's too many people out there saying, you know, giving opinions, and a lot of them were good opinions. Uh, some were not good opinions. Some were dumb opinions. And some were good opinions. So I'm like, I, what, I could write another opinion piece, or I can just put out the facts and let people decide for themselves which I think most people should do. And I don't think that's done enough. I don't think enough people let people decide for themselves. There's not enough real journalists out there and there's too many opinion people. Like I love Tucker Carlson, but he's not a journalist. He's a, uh, right. he gives opinion. Uh, same with well, Bill Maher. Yeah. Anybody on Fox, you know, the primetime lineup eight to 11 PM uh, is not a journalist. They're entertainers. The, uh, yeah, I, same I on kinda, MSNBC and Don Lemon on CNN. Same thing. In in the interesting thing that you have to realize, I, I kind of learned this early on watching the news. The news isn't about news. The news is about selling commercial space. So they got to get viewers, and you know they get viewership, or they you know the the there's different hooks. So in the news media, they always ran the weather last. Because that's what you wanted to know the most. So you had to watch the whole stinking show to find the weather. With the internet, we don't need that anymore. No. Likewise, in the supermarket, the eggs and dairy are diagonally away from the front door that you just walked through. So you have to walk through the entire store to get to the eggs and dairy that you need. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Getting back to the opinion piece, right? It can be dangerous if people come out as a journalist and then, you know, give opinions or, or give personal statements. I'll use a great example. Right. Um, Walter Cronkite, awesome journalist, right? Mm-hmm. He said, we're not sure if the Vietnam war could be won. He said that, and that basically turned the country against the Vietnam war. Yes. A lot of people don't realize this is up the Tet Offensive. What a lot of people don't realize the Tet Offensive was a colossal uh, cluster F for the Viet Cong. It was 
they got they got they got their asses handed to them. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a major defeat. If you read the you know the military hist- history and stuff, but Walter Cronkite said, you know, after this, the I don't think the war could be won. So he turned a major defeat into a major victory for the Viet Cong because people were like, right. oh, I we trust him. So it it got lost, and I think that's a real danger that can still happen. Well, and it's kind of the interesting thing, you know, the victors write the history books. Um, I often wonder how history, right, right, right. But I often wonder how history is going to portray Donald Trump. Because, uh, you know, my my in-laws will have a fantastic argument over, you know, him. They they are your standard New York lefties. And... uh, you know, we, we have, I, I don't, my, my wife is Je- the Jehovah Witness of conservatism. So uh, she has a, my, my family's conservative, but her family is not. So she has a big problem with it. No. So she would not be a good journalist. <laughs> well, sometimes I mean, you, you have to pick your, like, I, I'm conservative. I, I don't think that's any secret. And I don't try to hide that. But when I do try to, I, I always, People know what I think of the ATF and everything else. Um, ATF, I will bash. Uh, I kind of bend my rule there. But for, like, stories, people know where I'm coming from. But uh, but also, I, I try to keep it out as much as possible. It's not totally possible, but I let people know, hey, this is where I stand personally, but I'm going to try to give you the facts without... Yeah, I... I thought you were very fair with Pincus. If if I if I interviewed Pincus, which I don't do an interview show, or you know, if some other you know two way person did it, I don't think they would be as fair. Well, you have to. I mean, I mean, you have to uh, let people decide for themselves. I mean, it it wasn't meant to be a debate. It was meant, these are the questions mm-hmm. that the two way community has. Good way to frame it and think about it. Yeah, you know, there's a difference in a debate and an interview, and I think sometimes that gets lost on people. You're right. You're you're 100 percent right. What's re- what's really funny is people that like Pinkus don't didn't like the interview, and people that hate Pinkus didn't like the interview. <laughs> They're both like, oh, he, he tried to send you with trap questions, and then the people but, who don't like Pinkus like, oh, you let him off too easy. I'm like, it's okay. So did I ask him trap questions to make him look bad, or did I let yeah. him off too easy? I was like. What the hell? And you know what? When, when you see that, he's like, "Okay, well, my interview hit the mark because they." Yeah, be, you're you're right about that. It was to be I, a fair I think interview. it was a fair interview, it, and it, like I said, it would be a lot more fair than if I did it. Yeah, and uh, since both sides think you know, I you know, I didn't attack them enough, or I attacked them too much, that usually means that you're right in the middle where you should be. Hmm. Hmm. I, I thought it was very reasonable. Oh, that's good. Uh, VOF says, you are good at being open and upfront, even even saying, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Space Texan says, who was that journalist who got all the soldiers killed by reporting their location? That actually happened multiple times. Yeah, Geraldo did that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the latest I don't know if anybody got 
killed. Uh, not of none it. of that one, but in Vietnam they did. Unbelievable. But yeah, uh, hey. well, well, um, CNN got a freaking self fighter shot down during uh, the the Balkans war. That that was the one that got shot down, and the Chinese got. No, and, and no, that was uh, you're talking about the helicopter. I'm talking about. No, oh, no, the, that, that oh, was they, the no, they did, the Chinese did get that. Yeah, that was the one that got shot down because they could time it because they were watching CNN and they knew when it was going to be overhead because they watched it take off. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so you know a window based on an ETA and flight speed, yes. Well, that's how they shot it down. Dang. You didn't know that? You're a pilot. You no, didn't no, that. I didn't know the you know how it happened. That's the magic BB theory. Yeah, well, they didn't know. They didn't. They couldn't detect on a radar, but they knew. Yeah, well, it's going to be overhead be because take it off right now, so we know. So you can make a good guess at altitude. Uh huh. And that's what they did. And if you got an idea of what the targets might be. And yeah. the timing of when it's going to, you know, realistically, war is a game of attrition, which isn't anything new. But it's it's one of these things. Like if we have a Patriot missile, and the Patriot missile costs ten times the amount of a mortar coming in, and we're, they can fire a mortar every ten minutes, we're eventually going to run out of money. Well, not the United States versus, you know, but. It is a war of financial attrition. Yeah, basically. it is. Well, well, that's how the Cold War was won. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Reagan, they went to him and said, "Okay, the Russians want to." I don't. You probably heard this story. Um, they came up to him and he said, "The Russians want to, you know, have this arms treaty and reduce arms and stop building nuclear weapons." Reagan looked at him and goes, "Increase, increase the amount that we're making. That we're making." And they're like, what are you doing? You're trying to take us into a war. He's like, no. And he was right. He said, he was if, if right. they're coming and telling, hey, we need to slow down, that means that they want to slow down for a reason. That means mm-hmm. they don't have money to make more. So we that can drive them. We can drive them bankrupt because we can produce more. We have the means to produce more. We have the funds to produce more. So let's go ahead and, and drive them out of uh out of uh, existence, and that's basically what he did. And, and the other story on that was uh, STI, mm-hmm. which has been known as Star Wars. Yeah, he knew it didn't work. The Russians didn't know that it didn't work, so he, they were spending all this money on Star Wars, and they were causing them to spend all this money to defeat Star Wars, and this money they didn't have. And, and basically, they knew they would never get to the goal, but they also knew that the Soviets couldn't keep up with the spending. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of good uh, history books on the Cold War that talks about that. How, like, the United States did a lot of stuff just to get the Soviets to spend money. They're like, we're going to dump all this money in this program that doesn't work. And we know it doesn't work, but they don't know it doesn't work. And they're going to have to build to, to counteract it. Well, my my other favorite um thing was is uh the soviets copy a lot of things and also the chinese do this and Mm -hmm. so they got leaked plans of the concord but i i guess it was a joint operation i don't know if it was mi6 only but um they leaked 
flawed plans of the Concorde. So in aviation, there's a problem, uh, wings, control surfaces, you can have flutter and there's a couple of different forms of flutter. There's like an out of balance flutter, there's an aerodynamic flutter. So basically the plans that they leaked of the Concorde to the Russians, as the uh, plane went transonic, it would rip itself apart. So the first couple of Russian Concords tore themselves apart and fell out of the sky. Nice. Uh, my favorite Cold War story is when they were having meetings, the U.S. military and the Soviet military, and the navies were meeting, and uh, the Russian the Soviet guy said, let's be honest, we need to reduce the amount of nucle- of subs because you don't know where our subs are, and we don't know where your subs are. So, well, you know, how are we going to def- verify that we're, we're, re- we're reducing the numbers? Because the Soviets didn't want to reduce numbers. And the U.S. military said, okay, well, let's talk about it tomorrow. So they broke for the day, and they're like, we know where all the subs are, right? And they're like, yeah, we have tracking subs on every one of their subs out there. So they told Reagan that. So Reagan thought about it, and Reagan said, at 12.01, a Greenwich Mean Time, send a ping. And at the time, the Soviets, if they had any contact, they would have to report back. And sending a ping is, you know, you just do a sonar burst, and it, like, bounces off. So it was considered a contact. So at 12.01, every Soviet sub got pinged. So they're all calling back saying, we got pinged, we got pinged. And the next day, the Soviets came back, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're ready to sign that treaty. (laughs) But the thing is, the Soviets didn't know that our military not only knew where their subs were, but were actively tracking the subs. Right. And at the time, the U.S. thought they must know that there's a that there's a sub on each one of their subs and they probably have subs on our subs, but apparently they didn't know that. <laughs> well, if you remember in the hunt for red October, that's why every 30 minutes he did a crazy Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. That's, that's my favorite story because you know, if that broke the stalemate and I can imagine all of a sudden, Every single sub in your fleet reports having a contact, which means right. at the time, if the U.S. wanted to, they could have sank every one of their subs at the same yep. time. So basically, they brought them to the table. They're like, okay, yeah, never mind. But they were so emphatic that we had no idea where their subs were. <laughs> uh, I guess and- we were that good. Yeah, and hopefully we, we're still that good. Yeah, and one other thing, uh, the only Russian captain with a Scottish accent, <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> one other thing, we know that uh, that um, Mr. Rich here isn't Shannon Watts. Mrs. Watts couldn't make the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how many people believe that. I'm like, you know, I, I woke up and I was prepared for April 1st. And I was like, don't, you know, just remember April 1st. And I'm like, 
I mean, John was pretty level-headed with Pink. It's not like he's going to have Shannon Watts on Moms Demand Ma- Action. I'm like, is this the same group? I actually Googled Moms Demand Action. I'm like, yeah, it is the same group I think it is. I didn't get the names wrong. <laughs> so many people didn't get it. So many people were like, oh, yeah. oh this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Argo J got it. Argo J is like, not getting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So last year, I posted that I'm switching from firearms to gardening. Did that work? I posted a video. Um, I don't think a lot of people got it. All right, man. Well, we've been on for over an hour. I want to get going to get some dinner before I get the kids to bed. I just want to let everyone know. I'll give you the final word, Rich, in one second. But I want to get let everyone know next week I am taking off the last show of the week for of five high chats is this one right here with Mr. Flying Rich. Um, on Saturday night, we will be doing Virginia Reloaded with my co-host, the Silverback, the Manila Gorilla himself, Scott Ayers from Gorillas and Guns. We're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. Also, when you get back... We, we're going to have Don Mann again. Um, hopefully, he'll bring his buddy Randy Couture. They have a new show out. That would be Monday. Don Mann and Randy Couture's new show is going to be cool. It's going to uh, it, it. Don Mann is the most amazing guy I've ever met. You know who Don Mann is? No, I don't. Wrote a bunch of articles. Really cool guy. Um this is a, a SEAL Team, one of the founders of SEAL Team 6. Oh, wow. Uh, climbed Everest. Climbed K2. Uh, used to used to do uh, endurance races where he would run like, like through the Amazon like a thousand miles. Oh, jeez. Uh, sur- extreme survival, extreme racing it was called. Or they were raced like through like the Andes or the Rockies, like not like really any supplies. Just like okay, this place is like a hundred, five hundred miles away. You got to get there, and they go running off into the mountains or whatever. That's nuts. Yeah, uh, he has a, you know, he served uh, under Richard Marchinko. Yeah, another one. Don't know. Yeah. Um, he used to climb. You know that movie. Uh, it, not into the wild. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, dude, he knows. Um, he knows all those guys. Written a lot of books. So he was going to be on Monday. We have oh, cool. uh, Michael, who from uh, MSJ Firearms, who was out actually in a shootout in Chicago. Um, they they had a mistaken identity. And they thought oh, he no. was uh, 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 Latin Kings. Thought he was some other dude, and they started shooting at him. So he took him out. Oh! So he used the firearms to take down some Latin King members who tried to kill him because they thought oh. he was some other dude. Ouch! We have also uh, didn't you say you had bad? Senate news earlier this week. I do. Uh, let me just say, mansion to me, light. Okay, um, but HR eight is gonna is gonna be dead. But mansion to me, light. Mansion to me, light. Just remember that. 
Um, let's see who else we have. Uh, Glenn Fleming from Drive Tanks. Oh, cool. And uh, I can't remember. I got one more guest. I don't know. Maybe it might be Carrie. I don't know. I got to look. But that's all when I come back. So we got a full week already scheduled for when I come back. So that's going to be really, really cool. And with that, tune in Saturday night for um, the Virginia Reloaded Podcast brought to you by Gun Owners of America. Actually, the, the full title is Virginia Reloaded, a Gun Owners of America podcast, but that's too long. Uh, the audio-only version will be up. So, yeah, tomorrow or tonight, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Rich, probably tomorrow. Uh, do you have anything to say before we go? You have the final word. Oh, yeah, by the way, check out my Patreon at Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. Join GOA at gun owners of gunowners.org forward slash black dash swan dash media. You get 25% off. Go to crumpy.com. Follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah, just go to crumpy.com. Everything there. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that thumbs up. And with that, I'm going to kick it over to Rich for the final word. You know, my dad used to drive M4 Shermans. Really? Nice. Yeah, in the National Guard. Uh, hey, just follow me on Instagram. So it's Flying Rich underscore official. YouTube is youtube.com slash Flying Rich. And of course, there's flyingrich.com that links to all this stuff. All right, Rich. With that said, we are out of here. Stay safe. Stay ever vigilant and keep in the fight. And we are gone, people. Thank you so much. 